0: Hello and welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber. I am your host. Exciting, exciting things happening, guys. Starting June 2nd is the Soul Portal. Join me for this eight-week live online group course. If you want to learn how to read the Akashic Records, how to read the Akashic Records, for others, if you are looking for a safe, fun, supportive space where you can practice and you can learn how to channel the guidance, how to feel, facilitate healing and transformation, how to read the Akashic Records of Business, this is an extensive, immersive course that I am super excited about. Please go to my Instagram at Malibu Medium. And in the link in bio is more details about this course. It does start June 2nd. It is $888. There is three different payment options for this course. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and ask me any questions So today we have a very special guest, Hannah McIntyre from the Mediumship Matters podcast. I was so excited to chat with her and this episode does not disappoint. There is so many interesting things that you're going to learn that I learned about her and her journey and how to support ourselves in all the things that we do. Hannah is an evidential medium. She leads retreats. She's starting her own school coming in June as well that I am excited to be part of, but I ask her a lot of juicy questions and I had so much fun and I think that you guys are going to really enjoy this show. So let's dive right in. Hello everyone and welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. I am so excited today to have a special guest all the way from Kent, England, Hannah McIntyre. You might know her from her own podcast. Mediumship Matters. I've been following her journey and I'm just fascinated with so many things about you. So I'd like to welcome Hannah to the show. Hello,
1: Hannah. Welcome. Hey, Uh, thank you so much for having me, Amber. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yes, me too. I have a lot of questions for you that, um, you know, sometimes I feel guilty, like I'm using my podcast for like my own kind of mentorship, but I'm genuinely what I find. So, um, like a fresh of breath, a breath, a breath of fresh air about you is your, um, candor, your authenticity, your honesty, your unapologetic. Um, when I first found you. I found you through Emily and her stars on her podcast. And I was like, who is this woman with this lovely accent? She is just so honest and real and down to earth. And I just really appreciate you for your authenticity. But I also find you uh, inspiring for me because I think that when we step into mediumship and then we step into teaching and then you're leading retreats and then you're doing all the things and demonstrations. And I, uh, for myself, I look to women who are maybe like what I would call leaders in the industry to um, to really just gain support from. And I'm also truly inspired by all the things that you do. So I just wanted
1: wow. to talk thank you. Oh, that's amazing. What an entrance I feel like I've <laughs> had to your, your podcast. That's really kind of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I do. I, when I was learning, well, I still am learning. You never stop. But when I first started my journey, I just felt like I was getting it wrong the whole time because all of the people that were out there doing the work were editing it and only showing the highlights and only showing the good bits and not talking about the struggles or the difficulties. So of course, when I hit difficulties, I thought, well, I must be doing this wrong. Maybe spirit don't want me. Maybe this isn't my path. And so it's a big thing for me so that other people realize and recognize that it isn't an easy path, but it is an incredibly worthwhile one. Yes.
0: I've noticed that um, so much with your podcast, almost like this Mission, And I want to ask you about that. If you do feel like a personal mission to demystify mediumship, um, because I think for me personally, you know, I am a medium, a hence Malibu medium, although I've committed my spiritual work to the Akashic records, I do mediumship work. But to be honest, I did stop doing mediumship sessions because of some of the negative experiences I had with my sitters. Mm -hmm. I was very um, disappointed and I wasn't getting joy. And I felt very, I felt very, um, it just wasn't fun. It Mm -hmm. just wasn't fun anymore. And so I really love that you're like kind of taking it on, like I'm going to change the way that we look at mediumship. So Would you say, like, tell me a little bit about that journey because it is, um, I just haven't, I mean, I haven't seen it so much with other working mediums where it's like (laughs) this gusto. Like I'm going to show everyone what it's
1: really like. Um, I guess that came about from dealing with difficult sitters, to be honest, and having those experiences where, you give your heart and soul because mediumship is an ultimate vulnerability you are trying to offer the softest most sacred part of yourself to somebody else for them just to go well that wasn't good enough for me and not really understand the journey of a medium and I think that's not really a sitter's fault because when you look at how mediumship is portrayed in the media, media I know that I grew up watching uh, Ghost Whisperer, watching uh, I See Dead People, Sixth Sense. And so imagining it that it was a conversation that you would get a fully formed apparition. And so then logic does dictate if somebody is talking to an apparition and hears them like I hear you, then they should by default be able to say, I've got your grandmother here. Her name is Mary Jane Smith. Her date of birth was 16th of March, 1942. And she died of a heart attack on the 12th of December, 1998. But it doesn't work like that because they don't have voice boxes. They aren't communicating with us in word. Uh, They're communicating with us in energy. And that simple understanding could really transform mediumship if everybody who went for a reading really understood what that meant. So, yeah i guess it is a mission it is a mission i think um, it is a mission
0: i really yeah. <laughs> i really hope i really hope you stay with that mission i mean i have to say i've had moments where i do a lot of self reflection when i do a reading and i know you do too i've noticed that about you like you you have so much self reflection and i love that because it is a journey of our own spiritual awakening when we commit to doing any kind of reading but i've had that same kind of from spirit, maybe from my own higher self say, but we don't have voice boxes because I would like beat myself up, but like, why didn't you understand that? And it's like, oh yes, you're right. But there, I mean, honestly, that in itself is a huge form of education for someone who's coming to you or me for a reading. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I will hear, um, and I, I hate to say here, but it's, I do have a lot of auditory, um, yeah. messages, and there's like, but it's sound bites and it's not all the time. And so there is times where I get like a word and it's just like jumps out at me. And I can't say it's in the the voice of the spirit. I don't know exactly how that works, but there's so much of that subtle, This it's a subtle language. I also heard you say that it is subtle right communicating with mm-hmm. spirit is subtle yes and then it's up to us to interpret and then when you really think about it it's just like wow how does this all work because we get the inter I get the interpretations wrong sometimes and I think with what I've noticed with sitters is that maybe we say it one way and then they say well no because it's this but then when I look at why they say no it's like what, but if you really see what I said versus what you're saying is the real evidence, if you could just kind of lend us a little bit of a hand, you can understand that it's the interpretation
1: that was off just a hair, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And this is the thing about mediumship, you have to get comfortable with nose, even if you yeah. get amazing sitters. You still have to get comfortable with no's. And that's, I think, the hardest part for mediums because we want to get it right. We want to get it right for the sitters. We're not in this job to get it wrong. We want to do a good job. And it's heartbreaking when you get things wrong. And when I first got things wrong um, in a reading, it would pull me completely out of my power. I'd get completely into my human, which would be, oh, I knew you couldn't do this. I knew you were a fraud anyway, Um there you go. That's just proven it. And as I have progressed and I'm able to go, OK, well, I've checked with the spirit. I'm still seeing it the same. So there's just something in the interpretation of this energy that isn't landing for you. That has actually made my readings better, but it has also given the sitter's space to go home and think about it. Mm-hmm. And I've had two weeks recently of people messaging me saying, you know, that thing I said no to. It's actually a yes. Yes. So in the readings at the beginning, when that would have pulled me out of my power, it would have been right. But you when you're having a reading as a sitter, it's such a stressful experience. You're trying to remember all these things about your loved one and going through the emotional experience of being reunited with them. So, of course, in that space, you might miss things or misinterpret things or forget things. So it's it's not a no isn't always a no.
0: Yeah, that's super important. So, well, first I was thinking when you said that I've been a bad sitter before I've said no's and then come back to someone and said, actually, I think I know what you're saying. Um, so where would you say you're at in your journey with mediumship? Um, I, I know that you do demonstration and I know you do readings. I'm not sure if you're, you're working as a medium with private readings right now, but like where, where are you at in your journey with that? What lights you up the most? And do you think that it has the experience of the nose or the experience with the sitters has in some way tainted your joy and mediumship?
1: Oh, interesting. Um, I'm definitely lit up the most by demonstrating, but that's because I'm a big show off. (laughs) <laughs> uh, simple, simple as that. I like to be on the stage. I like okay. to be wearing nice clothes. I like to um, make people laugh. I like to have that that gratification. That's part of my personality. And I've learned to accept that rather than fighting against it. I spent a long time feeling shame about that. But now I accept that's what I like. And it's part of my purpose. I think um, really it's It's been such an epic journey for me. I mean, I'm nearly 14 years in mm-hmm. and I would say it's only been recently where I have truly accepted that I can do it, which mm-hmm. is a nuts thing when you think about it, because we give away so much of our power to a sitter's yes or no. Mm-hmm. And that's such a journey for all mediums, especially who want to do evidential to go on of really having faith in your own abilities. Somebody once said to me, you don't have faith in the spirit world. And I was mortified. But when I sat and thought about it, I thought it's not that I don't trust spirit. It's that I don't trust my ability to hear spirit. I know that spirit aren't getting it wrong. I know that spirit have heard that sitter that's on their way to see me for a reading and their thoughts in their head of granddad, if it's you, mention the diamond necklace. Dad, if it's you, I need you to talk about the hammer and what's happened to the hammer. Spirit know that, but they also know what they can get through me, through my own knowing, but also the energetic state in which I find myself, which is ever evolving as the reading carries on. And the more that I've understood the mechanics of how it all works and spirit, my spirit guides have taught to me, about how it all works and like you say doing a podcast and really exploring things I think really helps open you up to well actually how does this work we Mm -hmm. talk about this but what's it for why does it happen like that has really helped me to settle into my mediumship I think the more that I've done it the more that I have had good feedback so when I do get people who are dissatisfied or unhappy or um difficult to work with because you can't get rid of them no matter how hard you try that there is always doesn't matter what you do people will always be near if they're not ready for it it doesn't affect me the same way anymore because I know about the hundreds of other good jobs that I've done but it's hard at the beginning when you're in that space because you haven't got that backlog of good work done previously to fall back on
0: absolutely You definitely gain confidence through practice. I I definitely agree with that. So, but you're more lit up by demonstrations. Yeah. Because you love to be a show off, but really I think that that's, I I love, and that's the other thing to be like unapologetic and to own you who, what you like. That's, it's something that I'm like kind of thinking, right now with my own self, like, what do I, what do I like? What do I not like? And that's the thing, like in this kind of business, we're spiritual entrepreneurs, I guess, nobody's Mm -hmm. telling us what to do or what to not do. And you just kind of, you know, you seem to be doing so much. And at the same time, I love that you're like, yes, no, I like demonstrations and I'm, I'm going to be, you know, focusing my energy there. I think for me, I, I love teaching And I love doing kind of like inspirational channeling and it's something that I see myself going towards like giving maybe I don't know what that might look like just giving talks with people in like a group setting I guess so what would, what would you say, how do you support yourself, though, in. If you experience any fear in showing up in that way, like, do you experience fear, even though you love it? And how do you support yourself through that in your business?
1: I think we all feel fear. It's been one of the uh, most transformational things for me is recognizing that the fear is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so when I first started working with spirit, I kept saying, Well, I won't be afraid anymore. If you and it was so disempowering the, the my idea of how spirit worked. So I believed that when I was ready, they would show me I was ready because I wouldn't be afraid anymore. But they can't take the human out of me. And the human part of me is always petrified, always. Um, one of my top tips. For any, if you ever want to do anything for the spirit world, my top tip is back yourself into a corner. Um, So I will book venues that um, are big. And then once I've booked it and paid the deposit, I've got to make it work because I've paid for it. So I've got to sell the tickets. So I've got to get the bums on seats. And then as it gets nearer to the event, I get more nervous. But then I've got to do it because everybody's bought tickets and they've all turned up. So as everybody's bought tickets and turned up, I better do a good job. So I back myself into a corner. Always. I would love to say that spirit clear a beautiful path that I skip along stepping stones made of golden light, but it's more that they always rock up. They always turn up. But I am the one that books the venues. I am the one that pushes myself. I am the one that says, right, okay, we've done this. So what are we going to do next? I'm the one that's always chasing the the high of the next event that comes from me. And I'm not saying it doesn't serve a purpose, but that is really what I do. When I first started learning, there was a lot of information given to me by the people I was taught by about sitting in the power and meditating. And that is just not me. Um, When I did my first event on my own in 2021 and um, I was really nervous and I thought, right, okay, I've got to sit in the power now and meditate. And there was all these people coming in and I couldn't get in any sort of energy because I was, I could hear them all arriving. I could hear them all doing drinks. I could, you know, I had to help my people who were on the door with their queries and I could, and I thought, oh my goodness. And spirit just came in and said to me, you can do this, just do it. And so I walked out on stage and just opened my mouth and started and they were there instantaneously. And then the power was built in that moment. So if you want to do things that are different to the status quo and how they've always been done, do it. I like a big, buzzy audience, so I play party music when people are coming in. You won't walk into some slow, steady chanting or something that sounds like you're in a funeral home. There will be the Black Eyed Peas playing because I'm trying to pump my energy up and I'm trying to pump the audience's energy mm-hmm. up. And things like I used to really try and cut my intro short because people wanted the mediumship, people wanted the mediumship, so I needed to get on with it. And now I allow myself a bit more time to relax into that opener and explain the process and how it's going to work and what my expectations of the audience is, as well as their expectations of how it should work. And that has really transformed things for me because it's just settled me in a little bit more before I start the actual mediumship.
0: Wow. So you know, if you look at your process and how you do things, some people might say, "Wow, that's just like why putting yourself in this terrifying kind of dynamic." In a way, yeah, but for sure, you relate to it. I, 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 it's really there is maybe um, that is how we do most things. You make a choice and you walk yourself through your own fear. Um, I, I've done the same thing. Like I'm gonna teach this class, and then you're like, "Yep, I have people signed up. I have to teach it." Absolutely. Um, but like, what would you say motivates you overall to do all the different things that you do? Is it is it a certain mission within spirit? Do you think that there's also um, a sense, like, what do you think? Yeah, I shouldn't put words in your mouth. What motivates
1: you? I love that question. Um- I think it's a it's a real mix if I'm absolutely truly honest. So I do feel like it's a mission from spirit. I do. I didn't used to if you'd asked me that a year ago, I would have said I choose it all. But increasingly, I feel like there's something bigger at play here. Um, So I do think i I'm part of a movement. I'm not the only medium working this way, but part of a movement to change how mediumship is perceived and to help people to understand that you can be a normal person and communicate with spirit and that that communication to spirit is available to everybody. And you have to sign up for courses with the right teachers and learn to unfold your gifts, yes, but it's available for everybody. But also, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't uh, an entrepreneurial side to me. Mm -hmm. I love the buzz of selling an event out. I love it. I love going, okay. I mean, when I started in 2021, it was 30 people. When I sold that out, I was like banging. That's amazing. Last week, I demonstrated to 173. Um, So I am always... I I love that evolution of it. I love that um, expanse of it. I love the business side of it too, for my personality. And you're you're a Capricorn.
0: I'm laughing because I'm not laughing. I'm smiling because I'm a Capricorn. And I, can I cut? Yeah, I can cut. I fucking love business too. Yeah. It is something since I was a little girl, my dad's like kind of, you know, he's a businessman and he would, you know, have me read all these books like rich dad, poor dad. And, you know, just, he would talk to me about his journey and it's, you know, there's nothing shameful in building a business Mm -hmm. in what we do. We have to take care of ourselves. And I think also, you know, it's, like I look at this movement around like the online spiritual entrepreneur space that it's so empowering for women because it's been so empowering for me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like loving the business side of it. So I agree. I love the business side of it too.
1: Yeah. And I think we've just had years of people who love business but I haven't been able to say that have felt shame about it so they say spirit guided me to do this yeah. spirit did, spirit didn't come into me and say right now you need to do bigger venues i chose that that was me yeah. now they bring the energy they bring the spirits um yeah. they help me to to do the things that i need to do but it's my dreams it's my goals spirit aren't here saying this is what we want you to do next Mm -hmm. It's me saying, okay, spirit, shall we do this next? And I think that's an important distinction.
0: So have you ever had a time on stage where you're like, shit, I'm not getting anything like with spirit? Because I just can't imagine. I mean, I've done my small little Dems before with the Akashic Records. And then, of course, we've all had the experience in a reading where it's a little quiet. Mm -hmm. What do you do when that happens?
1: So if I may tell you a story, Amber, when I was first learning to demonstrate, and I'm not from a church background, so in the UK, we have loads of spiritualist churches, so when you learn in a church, it's great because you have a congregation. So when you're ready to do your first demonstrations, you stand up, you do one spirit link, you sit back down, you've had your practice. Because I didn't come from that background, when I wanted to start demonstrating, I had to have people to my house and I had to work for enough time to make it worth them coming out. So I instantly had to jump off the cliff of fear because people had turned up. People had turned up and they were, you know, you can't, Expense to drive for 20 minutes and you do one seven minute spirit link and they leave again. You've got to do it. And spirit kept saying, I kept getting the words that are in my own head, but the words nonetheless saying, you need to get more comfortable with nose. You need to get more comfortable with nose. And my human kept interpreting that as spirit are going to take away the nose spirit are going to take away the nose and they kept saying you need to and so as I said it used to pull me completely out of my power and at that time I really didn't have faith in my own abilities I really didn't I wanted it so badly that I almost felt guilty for wanting it for doing what I wanted there's so much to unpack in mediumship And so I had a room full of 15 people. It was this room, very small. Everyone was virtually sat on each other's laps. And I got a whole night of nose. And it was an hour and a half. And everybody was doing a sort of sympathy face at me. And they were trying to be supportive. And my tummy was aching. And I was burning through my energy and my power. And it was completely mortifying and humiliating. And the next two days I sat on my sofa with a blanket wrapped around my head, eating a chocolate bar, weeping, just going, I quit. I'm done. I'm going to go back to an easier life. This is too difficult. This is too challenging. And yet I couldn't leave it alone. Right. And and I started thinking, well, maybe I'll have another go. Maybe. I, maybe I, and I just couldn't leave it. And the most amazing thing happened from that night, which was I'd experienced my worst case scenario. I'd experienced my complete fear and then I'd survived and I'd still come back for more, which was actually really empowering because from that point on, I was like, well, the worst thing is that I'll have a night like I had last time. And that's the worst thing that's going to happen. And I survived that. It wasn't pretty, but I did. So I know I can survive it again. And now over time that has flipped into, well, I know I can do it. And there's all sorts of things like when you feel like the spirit is too far away, Mm -hmm. you learn that that is not the spirit world. The spirit world would never stand just out of reach, yodeling at you beyond your comprehension. That's you and your energy. So you learn to control your energy and you learn when it's time to take a moment and power up and you learn to give yourself on stage a minute if you need one right and um all of those things which i wouldn't allow i wouldn't have allowed myself to stop i wouldn't have allowed myself to take a breath and um, you get more comfortable in that and that's how you control your energy and then you have less experiences like that
0: yeah. now of
1: course i still get nights where people don't take a spirit um but they are nearly always taken afterwards somebody will message me and say that was for me but i just couldn't put my hand up for whatever reason so right. less impactful
0: Right. Yeah. I think, I know for myself, I I play mind games. I don't know if that's the best way to say it. It sounds so kind of like bad, but I will go to the worst case scenario before I'm doing an event, like teach, I say event, it's not really an event, like before I'm teaching a group class, mm-hmm. I Will go to the worst case scenario and sit with that energy and allow myself to get into a place where I feel comfortable with the worst case scenario. So it's interesting that you had the worst case scenario. I think, like you said, it's so empowering. I also feel for myself that in the beginning, for like, let's say with the Akashic Records, I was so nervous when I was doing readings that I would, I wouldn't allow myself to slow down and to get back into my center. Mm-hmm. And it's only with practice of hundreds of readings that I have found a sense of power within to slow down and to truly eat throughout, throughout a session, you know, to truly shift back into like the place that I say is like my, my center, but I, mm-hmm. you can call it whatever you want your yeah. Power. And it's just like you, but you can't get to that place. If you don't put yourself in the situations or in, in the practice to, you can't bypass the practice. And so it's like, we just, we have to take a leap, take a leap, take a leap, take a leap. And there's no other way. There's just no other way. And yeah. So I think that's amazing. And Something as you were talking I was thinking about is um from listening to some of your podcast episodes I've heard you talk about how you know we're all we all can be we all com- can communicate with spirits and I do mm-hmm. believe that as well and you said something about how in a way when we learn mediumship it we have a lot of this like projections where we think it might have to take a long time to develop or, you know, that it, it's like we have to learn it, but really it's this natural ability that I've heard you say, and mm-hmm. at the same time, because I I have had that natural ability growing up and at the same time, there's tools and techniques to deepen that yes. communication. So what has been some of the tools that you use when, um, and honestly, I'm just asking for myself. Because I <laughs> love <laughs> that. I know, out, I know there's people out there that are going to resonate. But like I said, I was one of those kids growing up who would spirits would come to me. So I guess mm. you would say like it was just something natural. I would try to push it away. And now that um I would say I'm still a developing medium, very much so. Um what would you say is the to- the best tool to use when you're in the situation where spirit you feel this presence of spirit, but it's just, they're just a little bit, like you said, too far
1: and you need to bring them closer. What would be the best tool? So this is all about understanding your own energy and your own power and learning to expand or increase your power or your center, connecting into yourself. So there is no resistance from spirit. There is only resistance from us.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, It's
1: easy to say, I'm sorry, I know your grandmother's here, but she's standing just out the reach of me. But why would your grandmother do that to you? Right. That That is so we have to start thinking about it logically. So the big thing for me is momentum. And my students who will listen to this will go, oh, God, here she goes again. But it is transformational. So. Mediumship is active. That's why I don't believe that you should meditate before you are going to do the work. Now meditate to get yourself into an aligned state. Yes. Meditate to get yourself into a clear state. Yes. Meditate to heal. Yes. But when you're going to work, you need to be in a buzzy, powered up energy. Mm-hmm. So, for me, before I demonstrate, I listen to rap music. I rap along to Iggy Azalea, get my throat chakra activated, get myself moving, get that energy buzzing, get used to communication. So important. And then, when you are first working with the spirit, what people have a tendency to do is to hold on to it, to inspect it, to double check it, to uh, ask them to deepen it. And actually, at the beginning of a reading, the best thing you can do is be as quick as you can and bullet through as many things as you possibly can because Mm -hmm. every single piece of evidence that you give that will bring that blend with the spirit clearer and clearer and deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. and so what people often do at the beginning is they second guess and I always say to my students it's preferable to go straight in with a relationship and I'd rather that relationship be wrong then you try and think about it and not give it and not get it because it's learning to speak the words to build that power. It needs to be like ticker tape. You need to be saying it before you really know what you're saying, mm-hmm. remembering that it isn't about you as the medium, although it really feels like it is, and that you need to get that stuff out even if it doesn't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. And the spirit world of intelligence. So if there's something at the beginning in your opening pieces of evidence that um, they want to expand on they'll bring it back in later once you are more blended once your power is built once you have settled into the energy with the spirit and with the sitter hopefully because then you've got both points of energy which is what you need to get really good evidence coming in and then they'll take you back to it and you'll be able to slow it down and expand into it but at the beginning you need it to be quick punchy getting through it as quick as you can to get that build. That makes sense. I I
0: feel like I can do that in the Akashic records so much easier than mediumship. And I've always noticed that journey for myself, that the Akashic records comes easier to me than mediumship, even though I believe I'm still channeling the same thing. I'm channeling an enlightened being, a spirit to me. It's like, you know, it's energy. So um, yeah. And I think that what happens is that when we are working medium or whatever you do as a light worker and you are paid, it's the pressure. It's our emotions that Mm -hmm. take us away from doing this dynamic that we, that I know works as well. So um, that's a good advice though. That's really good advice. I like that. Um, so, ok. Well, let me think of where I want to go with this because you do so many things. one thing that I was interested about, too, is the school that you started, the Mediumship Matters Spiritual School. Is that what it is called? (laughs) Yes. Well done. (laughs) Okay. I was like, oh, that's right. So where did this come from? And by the way, I am excited to be part of this and I am to be putting my my video there. So stay tuned. I'm excited. But where did this come from? Because I really think it's also an interesting platform. Maybe you want to describe a little bit about what this is for everyone that's listening.
1: Well, because I've been really lucky with my podcast, my podcast is reaching ears that I never expected it to reach. Mm -hmm. I've been number two in the Egypt spirituality (laughs) chart last week. I mean, Egypt. (laughs) And so I'm getting so many queries from people who want to develop, who want to understand the basics, who, and for me as an entrepreneur, I'm getting busier. I've got other projects. I've got other projects in it going on as well as the school and other stuff at the moment. And I can only spread myself so thin. So it was really thinking about, um, it started off with just how can I reach people in time zones that are not compatible with my time zone? And so um, creating a platform for um, them to be able to watch videos at their own time, at their own pace. Sometimes life gets in the way. When I started to develop, I had two small children. They're now uh, older teenagers. It would have been so much easier to develop now when people aren't hanging off my leg and crying when I leave the room. So finding that balance uh, for people. And then I thought, the thing is that I'm really keen on is that people don't stick with one voice. Because I think a lot of what's happened in mediumship development and spirituality is people pick one teacher and they stay with that teacher forever. And that doesn't mean that teacher is bad, but I think we need a varied diet and there is opinion in mediumship, but there is no fact there is how you work, there is how I work, there'll be crossovers, there'll be things that perhaps we don't do the same way. And that should be celebrated. That should be explored. And that should help all of the developing mediums to have confidence in doing things their own way, in doing things differently. And so I thought, well, I wanted to bring on other great light workers to bring their takes, their specialities, their interests, their understandings. So It's a school of amazing videos from fantastic teachers covering so many different spiritual topics. But then there are also live lessons uh, throughout. There's two a month at the moment, possibly more plus Q&A sessions with me so that, um, as we were just saying, you, you need to practice. There becomes a space that you reach where you are limited until you are willing to put yourself in the vulnerability of working with somebody else. And you need that for your practice, but it's hard to find good groups. So Mm -hmm. it's going to cover all of that uh, learning on your own at your own time and your own pace, plus uh, motivational. Dates in the diary where, you know, you've got to get yourself there and appear and turn up and give it a go.
0: Okay. And this sounds—it's amazing. And it's a it's a membership, no? Or is it like, can you buy a class or is it just one set fee? It's where just somebody... one set
1: fee. You pay monthly and then you take as much as you want and you continue for as long as you want and stop when you feel ready. And how did you come up with this idea?
0: Was this an inspired download? It, it yeah. must have been because I have no idea, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> I just... mean, I because that's part of the journey sometimes because like I'll, like, I, I feel like everything, not everything I do. Cause of course, you know, there, we are, we, we are, our human self is spirit. So we're just as important as spirit or what we would say, like our higher self or guides, but there's with me, like I, I, when I do things, it's usually like this, I feel like someone it's is telling me like, oh, this is a great idea. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, you know, I should do that. Like, I'm really, truly working with, these higher beings, my higher self, whatever you want to call it. Like I truly feel like I'm like co-creating what I'm doing. So yes. yeah, I was just curious how you got that idea. So it's it sounds super interesting. I'm sure a lot of people are going to love this. I'm very excited to be part of it. And I would love to watch some of the other classes. So and I also know that you lead retreats, which would be like a dream come true if I could go to England and one of your retreats, because I love I love England. I yes. love it. Um, so how do you support your energy and all these things that you do? Like when I say energy, I mean, just, you know, you're a mother, you're a wife, like how do you support not being exhausted or however that you know translates for you I'm
1: pretty rubbish at it actually because I am a Capricorn uh so this this is work work, right yeah this is a problem an ongoing problem and I've been put on the naughty step so many times with this so I am trying to be better at it but I'm pretty rubbish um I'm a pretty rubbish wife I have to say (laughs) Uh, because my husband just gets shoved at the bottom of the pile um but I mean part of it is belief Uh, This week, for example, is, well, the next two weeks are just crazy for me. Uh, My son started his GCSEs on Monday, um, so he needs ferrying around and support with that. We've got teenage drama with my daughter. Um, I'm off to Glastonbury tomorrow because I'm demonstrating there on Thursday. So I've got to pack up all the stuff for that and drive for four hours. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I've got... I'm not back till Saturday, then I've got a meeting with a publisher about a book next week, and then the school is launching. And I had this kind of oh earlier today. And then I thought, no, I know I can do this. So mm. I know it sounds cheesy, but mindset is a massive thing. Mm. If you get allow yourself to get overwhelmed, if you allow that voice to have control that says you can't do this, you won't do it. Um, that voice just has no space for me. I've always been a hard worker, sometimes too much. And I do try and make sure that I, on average, take two to three days a week off connection to spirit work. So yeah. I will still do admin because, I mean, I live to work. I'm, you know, that's who I am. But um, I think evidential mediumship certainly takes a real toll. You keep a little bit of that grief from that sitter, a little bit of that profoundness of the very nature of it with you. And you need time in your human life to acclimatize. So that's really important.
0: Yeah. I think mindset really, I guess I would say is perspective in a way. Right. And perspective yeah. is really truly for me too. what, if I shift my perspective, it it's literally, I can have the same outside world experiences. You know, my kids same with me. I have two teenage kids. Everything can look like chaotic and it can be, and yet it's the way we look at a situation that will create our experience of it and that's really honestly i think that's also how i get through everything that i do yeah. um so how old are your kids by the way
1: uh 17 and 14 or not quite 17 yet i'm taking some age of five. 16 and 14 16 and 14
0: okay so i have a 16 and 13 two boys And I heard you say on one of your episodes that your one of your, I think it's your son, I don't know which one does not believe in what you do, does not believe in the spirit world. He doesn't. Same with mine. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, does that affect you in any way? Do you, do you, how do you, do you feel like as a mother, it's your job to educate them though, with the, what you believe in the spirit
1: world? No. Okay. I really don't. I mean, I did, I have, my son's very funny. He's the 16 year old. Mm -hmm. And so when he's just said, you know, I think in honesty, you've lost the plot. (laughs) I just laughed and said, Well, you know, when I pass, I'm going to haunt your ass Um, and I will be floating around in your room saying clean your teeth and annoying you in your house. And then you'll believe. And he just went, oh, but he's the funny thing with him is he's a champion manifester. So Mm. he doesn't believe in any of it. But I keep saying to him, do you want to get a job, Toby? And he says, I don't need to. Money comes to me. And Mm. then all of a sudden he just gets money. And my husband and I are like, come on, universe, we're trying to teach him values. And the universe is like, well, law of attraction, baby. And, you know, my mum will rock up and she'll go, here's 20 pounds. I don't know why. I just feel like you need it. And I'm like, mum. And so he is working in the energy, even if he doesn't really believe in the energy. And um, he'll find it in his own way uh, when he's ready, if he's supposed to. And if he's not supposed to, that's his path. And it's, it's not for me to get involved in that. Yeah,
0: that's great. I think that my, well, but I'm laughing because my son is suck. I don't know if I was thinking it's the, the wave of children, maybe, you know, how there's like, I do believe that there's a, a kind of embodiment of consciousness with every kind of generation or like rocket i guess of children and my son is very similar with like he the way that he looks at working is in a completely different way and i love it because they're so much more empowered they're mm-hmm. not like that you know we have to work in like a corporate job like he's my son is the same and i love that yeah um, but i've also wonder where you get your conviction from your your this sense of being unapologetic do you think it's being a Capricorn do you think it was how you were raised do you where do you feel that you get your empowerment from
1: oh that is such a good question um I got it because I lost it for a long time um, so it hasn't always been like this for me. I was um, very, very unhappy um, for a long time, very disempowered, very much of that mindset that life is a path that you follow, bad stuff happens, they sucks. And I think oh, it sounds really cheesy, but I'm going to say it. It came from the love of the spirit world. Mm. Um, because when I first started working with spirit and my guides would come in, Um, and I would go, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm not good enough, I'm so sorry I'm this, I'm so sorry I'm that, and they just consistently loved me as I was, and that made me feel safe, and it made me feel safe to be able to express who I am and my truth, and so as long as I I feel that as long as I stay in alignment, which is my biggest wish, is that I don't get ego bound and I don't get too money orientated. I know that money is important, but I don't want to lose my path with it. Um, As long as I can hold that space, then I know that they love me and they are supporting me every step of the way. And that for me was completely, completely transformational. If you had met me 20 years ago, you would not recognize me. I understand
0: that. I, I too have had that journey of feeling almost like a new person. Like I didn't step into my power. I always, I, it really, truly my, I had a near-death experience that I really feel like I was a different, I, I am a different person. I had a divine presence activation and that might sound also corny, like, oh no, like that, but it is true. I had that happen to me and I had of fire, like this fuel of like, you're going to do everything that you have always said no to everything. And, and I am a different person too. And I think that really, when you say spirit, I'm wondering if it's really coming from the same place where I got that, that power that empowerment because spirit to me is also our higher self it's our own spirit it's it's the divine realm it's source right source energy Absolutely. and that was what it that's the energy that that activated within me to go down this path that I'm on too and to say yes and to embrace fear and not let it control my life mm-hmm. and so in essence it's almost like it's amazing to me, um, how there is so much of a parallel journey with our spirit, with our, what do you want to say? Like our spiritual awakening journey and our mediumship development journey. Um, and, and I'm, you're just kind of validating that for me. So with that being said, I'm wondering what your definition of spirit is, because I've heard you say like spirit, like you'll say spirit, you know, helped me do this spirit. And yeah. it's limited way I'm thinking like the past loved one spirit
1: no but no is spirit spirit to you source and it is we are I mean really to me uh we are all a spark of God and Mm -hmm. source is God um but we take on individualistic form so when I first started working with my spirit guides, they appeared to me as individuals um, and I had five different ones that I could name, that I could tell you what they looked like, different periods of time that they came from. Um, and now it's just source. It's mm-hmm. just energy. Um, it's just the oneness. It's all of them speaking at once, which you are right, includes me and is important for people to understand, because I think we always think of it as an external um, yeah. and it is part of us um and I understand that you know when I was developing that is what I needed I needed that security of of feeling like they were individuals and as I've settled into my connection I don't need them to take that form anymore so yeah absolutely it's it's love it's complete unconditional the power of love right I agree and
0: I am wondering your thoughts on this because as I'm hearing you talk about spirit guides, I had this experience. I went to a retreat, um, the sacred spirit retreat. I probably didn't even get that name wrong. I got that name wrong. I think I'm sorry, Danielle, but I went to a retreat and I had a, a, we did a guided meditation to meet our spirit guide. And what came to me was my estranged brother and it was an aspect of his higher self. So it was a fragment of his light. It was his true essence. And I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to cry. But um, he came to me in, in you know, the symbolic form of like a, the human form in my mind's eye, floating down this river, coming to me in pure, unconditional love. And I had an instantaneous healing with our relationship on a soul level. The mm-hmm. human level is still there. Um, and that's going to play out, but I have been going through my own mind thinking, how is this possible? Because the intention of the meditation was to meet a spirit guide. And so I was wrestling with the notion of can and the higher self of my brother be a spirit guide. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something I've never thought about before. So do, when you say that, what that you first had your spirit guides come to you in human form and they were like individuals and now you think of it as as spirit guides are source in a way. Yes. Then yes. what do you, what is your opinion about this? I mean, I'm sorry to put you on this. No, I love it. I love you it. Close I my, mind, right?
1: Like it's like, it opens our mind to what is. So I think that because the one so we're individuals but we're part of the oneness right. and in our human form we really like to hold on to our individuality and i know that when we are in spirit we are less attached to it so spirit in their infinite wisdom knew that you needed that healing that you needed to know that whatever plays out in this life ultimately ultimately it will be okay and you know that this life you i mean you do past lives and akashic records it's a moment to a soul it's a moment it's not the the lengthy elongated experience that we have here so you know now know on some level it's okay so my take from that is that it is a guide he is a guide in the sense that source presented as that aspect of him because they knew that was exactly what you needed in your healing for that moment Mm -hmm. and going forward He might appear like that again, because that's accessible to you. Or next time you go to work with spirit, you might get somebody different. But of course, you know that we take many forms, many lives. It could still be the same soul. He could be presenting in a different way. Right. So there's so many different aspects of it. And I think it's partly to do with our our own consciousness and our own um, ability to perceive only that which we know. Right. And so they can't, I mean, that's why most people, spirit guides present as humans when there's a multitude of verses out there, but you don't get many people saying, My spirit guide isn't human. Right. When, when people pre- talk about angels, they often talk about their wings, mm-hmm. but angels don't have wings. They're light, they're made of light. Mm-hmm. That's the human interpretation of the shape of the energy. But then you're not going to get an angel that says, Well, blow you, Barbara, I'm not working with you because you keep talking about my wings, because they come from a place of infinite, infinite and love. It doesn't make any difference to them, how we perceive them. It's about them finding a way in for what we need in our human. Right.
0: I know I've had times where people have said, you know, what's, what is my spirit? What is the name of my spirit guide? And I'll hear from the energy of the spirit guide, what do they want my name to be? because it 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 is also it is so true that they don't have that individualized you yeah. know title i've also had my own experiences where i have i i very much connect with what i would call our enlightened beings in the records and i will have the human experience of saying when they will come to me in a form of energy and they they don't come with a name but i will ask them what is your name and i had this very funny experience where it was three streams of light Standing, I say standing in my bedroom, but how I feel it is in my mind's eye. But the energetic representation of it is a knowing that they are like these streams of light in my bedroom. And I said, What is your name? And they said something like, ooh, ah, e, you know, like they just gave me like these vowels and I was like, that's all I needed to know because that was literally the translation of their frequency. And I'm like, this is ridiculous that I asked them that. But you know, yeah, it's so
1: true. I love that. Cause yes, yeah, spirit don't have names because you just think of the energy of the frequency that you want to be with and you're with it. There's no yeah. separation. So they don't need them. So yeah, I know. I love it though. That's a brilliant story. <laughs> yeah, it, I know. And, it, but then it's like, and you, the thing is though, is
0: because there is a translation in the physical form of frequency when it comes denser and denser, I do believe that there, there could be like, my energy translates as Amber, right? Your energy yes. translates as Hannah, but you could also call yourself whatever you want to call yourself if you tune into what your energy is. Um, so I have, let's see, how long have I kept you for? Oh, I think we're okay. Can I ask you one last question? Of course, of course. Um, do you, are you working? do you have a special connection to an angel or ascended master or an enlightened being? Do you have anybody that you feel that you are working with or channeling
1: with, um, in your life right now? Yeah. Um, gosh, well, always for me, it's Jesus always. Really? Um, right. yeah, always. Um, he, he's my main man um absolutely he came to me when I did an angelic reiki course um and blew my mind a bit and it was really hard for me because I was very stuck in my anti-religious yeah. viewpoint um and I, when I first got him coming I was like no no <laughs> anyone but you can I have Paul the Venetian please can I have you know any anyone and um He completely, he said to me, I'm going to teach you to heal from your heart. Um, I'm going to teach you to be a teacher. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did. Um, But generally now um, he comes if I call to him, but I do know it's, it's just that frequency, that energy when i do trance very rarely now i must say um my spirit guide that talks through me is known as charles and is a man who laughs at his own jokes and finds himself very funny i have wow. to say so
0: um does he does charles do you work with him as far as like is he a spiritual teacher would you say that's coming through or what yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, he's very, he's very, very posh. Um, and yeah, loves at his own jokes, thinks he's hilarious. But again, it's, it's so funny, because when I look back, I used to experience him as individuals, I'd experience Marani coming in, when it was time for hug and self love and support. And I'd experience Sophia coming in, when it was time to do something kick ass. And, and I would have much more individualistic experiences, whereas now, it's just on a low level running all the time. And it's just the oneness. I don't feel them come or go. It's just constant.
0: Oh, I love that. Like a like an embodiment or an integration.
1: Right. Which is why when you said, where did you get the idea from the school from? I was a bit like, well, I uh, it must have been spirit. But it wasn't like I went spirit. I hear here's a message because they're just talking to me all the time and I'm talking to them all the time.
0: I feel the same way. Sometimes I'm like, if people only knew like the conversations in my head, but it's so true. It is this integration. I, okay. So I have had this feeling lately that my higher self has like dropped in my body and I'm like living with my higher self. And I, I sometimes feel like if I say that, and here I have said it, on my podcast. If I say that, that sounds pretentious to be like, you know, because everyone's like, Oh, you know, awaken your higher self, but it is the journey I think in this life to embody our spiritual essence. And I do, I do feel like my higher self is talking to me and I'm like, you know, kind of integrating living and in, not just with my higher self, but like with I I call them more of the divine realm, like divine beings. You, I think we're saying the same thing when you say spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really, I love that you you say that because it normalizes it for myself because I was kind of thinking that sounds pretentious to say that. Like it's too- I know,
1: too we're achieved, still human.
0: <laughs> you know? Like it sounds too achieved. Like you shouldn't, you know, that's what
1: you strive for. But it, it does happen. Yeah, yeah, they're there. They're just there. I mean, this is the thing. When I think about how I used to overcomplicate it, when I'd be calling in a spirit from the other side and I'd be like, I'm so sorry <laughs> to bother you. Oh It was, you know, like you're pulling them down from a love they're up there in heaven, having a great time with God and you're yeah. yanking them in and going, sorry to bother you, but should I do this or do this? Cause I really can't tell. Whereas mm-hmm. actually they are just, they are beside us. They are with us and you're right. They are in us mm-hmm. and they are, they are, there is no separation apart from the physical illusion. And once you start to work on breaking that down, then absolutely, I believe that what you're talking about is completely possible and available to everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, that is a beautiful way possibly to end unless you have any last Words of wisdom, notes, questions for me. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, but I'm going to have to have you back on my podcast now, aren't I? So we can talk about your journey because I've chewed your ear off. You have to take the do a swap if you're up for that. I would be honored. Are you
0: kidding me? I listen to your podcast all the time. I just want to, you know, do one more compliment. I this is just coming from my heart. I, I truly feel that you are making a difference in this movement that you call it. Uh, my whole head's tingling. So that's what happens to me when ugh, I don't even know what it is, but my head's tingling. And that's a good <laughs> um, so you are making a difference. And again, I just want to say, I appreciate your authenticity. It is an inspiration and I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation and we are now Capricorn um, sisters, I guess, yeah. and across, you know, the world seems like but I appreciate your time so much and I'm super excited for your school. And I'm also would really love to learn from you more about mediumship because I think already just with what you've said, you have so much to offer and mediumship is just like this love that I have. Like I, I, nothing, there is nothing that lights me up more than mediumship development. Wouldn't you agree?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, I mean, whatever you're doing it's just the best really to know that they're there to know that you're safe to know that you're loved and you can just go and and live your life I think we're so disconnected from spirit and society that we're afraid to live and the greatest gift they've given me is enjoying my humanness um, yeah. because I know that they're around
0: yeah I agree. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank for you. Being on it's been amazing, show, and I'm sure everyone's going to love the episode. And I should just say that I will definitely link all your where everyone can find you. But what would be the the best place that people can reach you now and if is there any other offerings or things that you have coming up that you can share with the listeners oh my
1: goodness well um i am coming to texas in september 2023 so i will plug that because it'd be great to see anyone uh in the states there um and you can. what are you doing list. in texas may i ask I'm, Is this a demonstration I'm or teaching and demonstrating Okay so, and how many days is it is it like a workshop it's a workshop it's a weekend workshop and i'm demonstrating on the saturday night okay so. well i'm going to try to
0: make that cuz that's like i don't know how far away it's not too far from california so Amazing.
1: i'm in for my own self okay and this is uh, when uh september i can't remember the date i want to say the uh 10th Okay. Well, sometime in September and people
0: will find this.
1: Yeah. It's on my website, which is just hannahmedium.co.uk. You can find everything on there. Okay. And anything else you have coming up? Exciting? Just really the school, more stuff on the podcast. Just, yeah, I'm in a tornado, but it's creating some stuff. So I'm just going to go with it.
0: Yeah. It's all exciting. Okay. Well, that's amazing. So, you can check out Hannah on her podcast, Mediumship Matters. And I loved our conversation. Thank you again. And as always, everybody, have a beautiful day. And remember, your light is fearless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I had so much fun talking to Hannah. Guys, I have an exciting announcement to make. This is a little surprise at the end for you. If you are loving the show, I would so love a five-star rating and review, and if you create or make this five-star rating and review, screenshot this and tag me on your stories. And I am going to pick one participant that has submitted this five-star rating and review for the Your Light is Fearless podcast, and I am going to pick a winner for a free spot in the Soul Portal because it's fun. Because I just really want to give back and I'm really hoping that this is going to be a fun way that I can give away a scholarship spot for the Soul Portal. So have fun with this, guys. Make sure you tag me and screenshot your five-star rating and review and let's just have fun. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to see everyone in the Soul Portal. And remember, as always, Have a beautiful day and your light is fearless.